This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. I'm Matt. And I'm Matt. And this is Sip of Success. Welcome back, guys, for another episode. On today's episode, we'll be sitting down with Rebecca Diatelio, the Experimental Education Manager in U of SC's Career Center, to talk about what resources they have to offer and overall tips for success when it comes to finding an internship, job, or other postgraduate career, no matter your major or field of interest that you want to go into. So hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming on um, to join us today. Just before we start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the Career Center? Sure. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Rebecca Dottilio, and I am the Experiential Education Manager in the Career Center at USC. I've been with the Career Center for about two and a half years now, been at USC since 2014, um, and I was a journalism major when I was an undergrad, and then I got my master's degree in higher education. But when I was a student, I actually had an internship of my own at a local newspaper, and I had a great time learning about the ins and outs of working at a newspaper and getting that professional experience. That's really awesome, Rebecca. So you went from journalism to higher ed, right? So I guess you just did the graduate program? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was a little bit of a roundabout way um, from journalism. I did some marketing and, you know, that was somewhat related to journalism, communication and things like that. And I actually had a job where I supervised a lot of interns. And so one thing led to another. That's how I ended up now helping other people find internships. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I always like to hear about people getting a major and then, you know, meandering around. It's kind of reassuring, I think, for listeners. But what is the mission of the Career Center? And can you describe some of the resources that you offer for students? Sure. So our mission is really to help empower students to find resources that they need for lifelong career skills, meaning that we don't just want to talk to students when they're seniors and they're looking for a job. We want to make sure that we are working with them from the time that they meet us at freshman orientation all the way through when they're alumni. Um, We can offer them resources. They can always come back for resume reviews, interview prep, and as far as the general resources students can access now, Everyone always thinks about resume reviews, which they can definitely do. You can make virtual and in-person appointments with our coaches. That can be from 9 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. And we actually have extended virtual hours on Sunday through Thursday. So students can meet with us virtually from 5 to 7. I always recommend having your resume reviewed even before you start applying to jobs and internships. Um, Maybe have it reviewed twice, you know, make those edits that we give you and come back and talk to us again. And then you can also schedule an appointment for a mock interview. And I think that is one of the most underutilized great features of our office uh, because you don't always notice maybe a little speaking tick that you have or the types of questions you might get asked. And you don't usually get feedback from your interviewers about what you did well or what you didn't do well. And so being able to talk to someone in our office can really help prepare you for that experience before it's high stakes. (laughs) Yeah, no, you guys have a lot of resources for sure. Um, I've been in and used them ever since my freshman year. I went in like the first week to get my resume looked at. That's um, awesome. Torn (laughs) apart. So. Oh, no. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But um, you guys definitely have a lot of resources, especially right now with COVID, I know you guys have with interviews moving virtually, 
a lot of resources to use, but what are some of like the tools that you have online for students to use at U of SC? And like, what are some other online tools for students in general that might not go to U of SC to use to prep for interviews and just work on their professionalism? Of course. So um, a few different resources we have on our website are Career Shift. That is something where students can go online and find a consolidated set of available jobs. So instead of just looking in Handshake, they can go to Career Shift. Um, and that, like I said, is on our website. You can also go to Big Interview. And that is somewhere where you can do like practice interviews with some AI. So you're not actually talking to a person, but it can also give you some feedback. Um, that is something that students at other schools would need to find out if their school has a subscription for, or they could look into purchasing their own subscription for that. Um, also for students at U of SC, you should all have your Microsoft 365 accounts. And so in there, you can go to Microsoft Stream. And if you search the channels with the word career, you will see tons of videos that we have been putting together about how students can virtually interview, virtual networking tips, how to edit your resume in a virtual world, um, because there are different skill sets that people are going to be looking for now, right? And it's something that students may not have needed to communicate as effectively on their print resumes before COVID. So I'm just thinking about how students, you know, before uh, maybe they could wander into businesses that they're interested in working at and with the, the virtual mindset now, there are more places online where they can look. So there's Handshake, which I think most U of SC students know about, um, but there are a ton of remote positions available via Handshake. So make sure when you do go in there and you're looking for jobs and internships that you're searching for the word remote and there isn't a filter for it. So you can't like click on remote as a location, but if you search the word remote, it will pull a variety of jobs up. I just checked before I, I started this and I could see there were jobs related to teaching, IT, marketing. Um, so it really runs the gamut. It's not specific to one academic area. Um, students can also check the regular job boards at USC on the HR site. They can check with financial aid. Sometimes they'll have positions posted um, where students can use like their financial aid or their work study. Um, I still always recommend that students do call or email places that they want to work at, whether that's in Columbia or on campus. Uh, I think a lot of places that need help, sometimes they're in a position where they don't have the opportunity to advertise well, because maybe the person who would have been the one advertising the open jobs is the position they're hiring for. <laughs> you know, So sometimes if you just call them and you meet them where they are, that can go a long way. Um, and then there's also the general websites like Indeed, there's Idealist, um, there's one called Skyway, S-C-I-W-A-Y, that's specifically for South Carolina government jobs. Um, I mentioned Career Shift earlier is on our website. And then we have something called Parker Dewey. So if you go to info.parkerdewey.com -E slash SC, you can find micro internships that are all remote. And that's really nice because instead of having to commit to like a full semester or a full summer interning for this company virtually, you can find projects with different companies where they just want to hire an intern for like a few weeks or a month. And they they know that they're specifically working with college students. So they have a commitment to giving you feedback and things like that, which is a really, really nice opportunity. Um, and then finally there's LinkedIn. So you can go ahead, you can search, follow different companies you favor. Um, you can click on the jobs function, 
But another thing that I don't think students realize they can do is you can go to the U of SC page on LinkedIn and click on alumni and you can filter for who had a similar major to you or who interned at a place you wanna intern at. And that's a great way to kind of creep on other people's careers um, and get some ideas about what career paths you might wanna follow. And if you're feeling bold, you can go ahead and reach out to those people and ask them, not for a job, right? You don't wanna contact them and say, how can I get a job with you? But you could say something like, hey, I was browsing LinkedIn and I saw that you also went to the University of South Carolina and I think you have the coolest job ever. Could I ask you some questions about how you got there? Most people aren't going to say no because they're flattered that you want to learn about them. Um, and so if anyone wanted to do that, but they weren't sure how to start that conversation, that's something else that you can talk to one of our career coaches about. Um, how can you craft that, that sort of cold call message on LinkedIn? Yeah, no, those are awesome. And that Parker Dewey website is seems really cool. We'll definitely have to check that out. Obviously, being in like the capital of Columbia and kind of having like a lot of businesses around compared to other like college towns. I know a lot of students that intern during their like semesters. So what do you guys like? I'm sure you get a lot of students that do that. So what are your recommendations for students that are looking for those semesterly internship or just work experience opportunities? Sure. So my first thing that I like to tell students is that when you're looking for a longer experience, like a full semester for a full summer, don't narrow your search down to just look for things that are called internships. Um, it could be called a part-time job. It could be called a co-op, an assistantship, an externship, um, a practicum. Any of those things really in theory are the same as an internship. It's an experiential career academic opportunity. Um, and so there's two different ways students should go about that. Um, first, they should think about whether or not they want to get academic credit for the experience, because if they do, they need to talk to their academic advisor or somebody else in their academic department about whether or not this is going to be going on their transcript, if they're going to have an academic advisor for it, things like that. Um, if they choose not to get academic credit for it, or if their department doesn't offer an internship course, they can actually talk to the Career Center about joining us for the Carolina Internship Program. And this is great because it's zero credits, so it doesn't cost anything to join, but there is some professional development worked in and we vet the employers that students are working with and it still goes on your transcript. So it's a really nice way to still get that sort of unofficial credit um, for having done this internship. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, that makes sense. So it's just nice to have that extra oversight and to know that USC is going to recognize that you did this internship and that it's not just a part-time job you found on your own. Um, and so that's where you want to start with looking for that longer experience. Another thing you want to consider is whether or not it's going to be paid. Our office always encourages students to get those paid positions. We really encourage the employers that we work with to always pay their interns. But we also recognize that places like nonprofits, government organizations don't always have the capacity to pay students. Um, so that's something that a student needs to consider whether or not they're comfortable with that, if it's uh, you know, accessible for them. Um, but we do have a scholarship that will be getting advertised later this month um, for students who are going to be in nonprofit or government internships that are unpaid. They can apply for the Richter Scholarship, R-I-C-H-T-E-R. Um, and there's an opportunity there to get money 
to support yourself over that semester, uh, sorry, over the summer, um, if you do have an unpaid internship. And also if students are looking for longer term positions, but maybe they don't need a full salary, but they still need a small scholarship, $100 or something for work appropriate clothing or transportation to or from an internship, they could also apply for the Richter. Um, and so more information will be coming out about that later. Um, and students can also talk to the financial literacy coordinator in the Student Success Center about how to budget for any time that they'd be spending without an internship salary. Yeah, no, that's my that's my boss. So definitely come to us. Oh, is it really? Um, it. Yeah. <laughs> so I know Rachel? that's like really important. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> so yes, shout out Rachel, to Rachel. If you're listening, listening, he's doing great. We're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. She'll be glad to hear that, you know, Matt's a, a troubled one, supposedly. <laughs> she, so. Rachel, Rachel just worked with us for a salary negotiation workshop. So shout out oh. uh, for that as well. Definitely go to the salary negotiation workshop. That sounds pretty cool. Certainly pretty useful. Um, so while we're on the topic of, you know, money, everybody's favorite thing. Um, how do you feel about students taking unpaid internships? Should they take one if they find it? Um, and I believe if we only mentioned class credit a little bit, does it, how does that work at USC? Is it vary by um, degree? If you want to just describe that process a little bit, Rebecca, thank you. Sure. Um, so as far as my thoughts on unpaid internships, I, I know that when I was an undergrad, um, I was first gen, low income, I had to work a part-time job. And so it was difficult for me when I took my internship because it was unpaid, but I was getting class credit for it. Uh, and it really was valuable. And looking back, I did feel like they offered me more training than, you know, productive work I provided for them. I certainly wasn't doing the same work as a full-time news writer. With that being said, I think students should always aim for the paid positions. If they can get it, people should be paid for their work. Um, but that's really something a student has to decide based on their own finances and what experiences they're looking for. But I don't think students should worry that if they can't take that unpaid internship, that it's going to greatly negatively impact their career or that they won't be able to get a foot in the door. Um, don't, don't put yourself in debt trying to get that unpaid internship. Um, but switching gears, as far as the academic credit goes, that completely varies based on a student's academic department. So for instance, someone who is a biology major is going to have a different set of requirements and different restrictions than a journalism major or an engineering major. So that's why I really, really encourage students to talk to their academic advisor or to just contact um, the general admin phone number for their academic department to see who they should talk to about that. Because some departments have a requirement that students get an internship. And so they do offer credit. Um, other ones you have to sign up for a specific internship course, you know, when you register for your classes and there's an advisor you'll have to check in with over the course of the semester. Other departments don't give any credit for internships. It's just not even an option. Um, and so we also recognize that for some students, it could be really difficult to take a full course load of classes and try to fit in an internship on top of that. Uh, and so again, that Carolina internship program I mentioned is a really nice option for those students because they can 
take a semester off from their classes without having to take a semester off from USC. Because if they're enrolled in the Carolina Internship Program, we put a placeholder course on their account. So they don't lose scholarships or financial aid, anything like that. They're not considered having withdrawn from the university, even if they're not taking classes for that semester. Yeah, no, that's a really awesome like opportunity. I didn't even know we had that. So that's like awesome that that's in place. I'll definitely have to like look into that myself. Yeah, it's but great. Was, and like I said, there's no cost. You don't have to pay for it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's really nice. And I was going to ask, cause I know you mentioned too, like different majors needing, like having different internships, max pre-med, I'm uh, public relations, but a lot of the internships that like I've looked into are marketing and business. And I think people think that when it comes to like LinkedIn and Handshake, the only things that are really, those are only places for like people that are in the business field. But what are your take, what's your take on LinkedIn for students that might be pre-med or might be like a psych major? Cause I know I have like, I have one friend that is um, a major I won't say, but refuses to get a LinkedIn is like, why should I get one if I'm going to grad school afterwards? What's the point for me? So I fully recognize that there are certain industries that use LinkedIn more than others. I still think every student should create a LinkedIn and explore what's out there because they don't really know what they're going to find until they get in there. And it doesn't take very long to create your profile. Um, I think the number one thing that our office recommends students do is check out that alumni function and see what have people in your major done and what do their LinkedIn pages look like. Uh, as I you know, noted with my journalism degree, I didn't become a news writer. So if there was a student at my undergrad who looked up journalism students, they would see that I'm now working in education. And so they could see how I ended up down that path. And so regardless of what your friend's major is right now, they might see the different ways that other people with that major have found careers outside of the more linear path that some people think they're going to take. Um, when it comes to things like pre-med, um, pre-law, pre-veterinarian, uh, there is the Office of Pre-Professional Advising, and that's considered uh, a partner office of the Career Center, and they are phenomenal. If students are interested in any of those fields and are not currently getting the newsletters from that office, by the end of this podcast, you should go sign up for those newsletters because they send out information all the time about open jobs, internships. They have their own opportunity fairs and the advisors, Eileen Corpita and Mark Brown, who work in that office, are so helpful um, and really easy to schedule an appointment with. And I think they would agree with me that you should make a LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I'm in the same boat. I think everyone should make a LinkedIn because I feel like it's kind of like the Facebook of the workforce and it's everyone needs a job no matter what, or like even grad school, grad schools are going to look, probably look at your LinkedIn and things like that. Um, and before we kind of like finish up, I just want to ask one question, because obviously we're living in a very different time than we were a little over a year ago. So what do you think is like the most important thing for students who are looking for internships right now during the pandemic? Because obviously a lot of internships have dried up um, compared to last year. Like I know myself, last year I was I had an internship offer in December going into my sophomore year summer, whereas now as a junior, I'm still like just now hearing back about internship opportunities in mid-February. 
um, as I'm heading into my like last opportunity for an internship. So what do you think is the most important thing that students can do when they're looking for one and things that they can do to really make themselves stand out? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I'm so sorry, you know, that things have been difficult for you and for so many other students. I know we heard a lot of that last year, um, but I think the number one thing students can do is to remember that there are positions out there. So I listed, you know, eight different websites earlier students should be checking. So absolutely keep looking, search for the remote positions, um, but also don't get discouraged by the fact that the economy is struggling right now and you may have less experience than some people out there in terms of how long your resume is, but people aren't necessarily just looking for someone with the longest resume or the longest list of experiences. They're looking for certain types of experiences. And as someone who is about to graduate, you are all part of a cohort of people who have significantly more experience working in a virtual world than a lot of the other people who are looking for jobs. And so there's a way that you can work that to your advantage when you're talking about the fact that you grew up with smartphones, you grew up using videos and YouTube, you're more comfortable with that platform. And you had to negotiate this whole search process, finishing school this way. Um, and so I would focus on that being a positive of yours rather than a negative. Um, and also focus on the fact that a lot of the other people out there who have lost jobs or who are looking for new jobs, they're trying to relearn how to exist in the workforce. You guys don't have to relearn anything. You don't have to learn a new way of working. This is all new for you. So you don't have to get rid of any old habits. Um, you are available to learn exactly what this company wants you to do in this, this new era of work. Um, and so I would focus on the fact that your newness is actually a benefit rather than a hindrance. It's so hard for students because a lot of them have dried up and the economy is different. And, but I think it's a really good point that they're not looking for the person with the longest stuff on their resume or like a two page resume. Um, and I think we should, I think students should like use the fact that they've worked in this virtual world and they're so used to technology to their advantage in interviews. Yeah, absolutely. And just don't get discouraged if it takes a long time. Remember that students who graduate in non-pandemic years also struggle to find that first job. Uh, and it's really easy to see everyone posting on Instagram about that job offer that they got two months before they even graduated. But just remember that everyone has their time that everyone's jealous of them. And so I'm sure there have been times in the past where everyone was like, oh my gosh, Matt, you have the coolest opportunity and they were jealous of you. Um, so really focus on that and that your time will come. Um, and I mean, I had a friend who was working full time who lost their job back when COVID first hit and it took six months for them to find another full-time job. And it was really hard, um, you know, emotionally on them and financially on them, but the job they ended up finding was so much better than the one they had before and it pays way better. <laughs> so it ended up all working out. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think that is a good perspective to think in mind, keep in mind that everything is, you know, gonna work out. So I have one question, maybe not as related um, to all this stuff, but I know I've had a lot of people ask me about careers at USC and 
um, what students can work on Canvas for. So of course I always plug the Success Center, but I know that y'all are also going through Career Center um, recruitment with USC students. So what um, opportunities do you guys have for students? And then what kind of work would those students have to do working for y'all? Sure, thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to advertise our openings. Um, so on February 19th, we'll actually be opening the application for our Career Studio Peer Educators or CSPEs. Those are our undergraduate staff. Um, the application will be available in Handshake. And right now we have about 17 undergrad staff. Um, they come from a variety of different majors and academic disciplines. So we're really looking for a diverse background of students so that we can help all the students on campus. But their role entails reviewing student resumes, giving them general information about career advice, how to navigate our website, how to use LinkedIn, the different tips I mentioned earlier, um, and then also general office experience, being able to work the front desk, answer the phones, have virtual chats with students who contact us. Um, it's a really great work opportunity. It's paid. <laughs> um, and it's a great professional development experience because when you're looking for that full-time job after you leave USC, where better to learn about how to prepare for those interviews and craft that resume than by working in the Career Center? Yeah, that's an awesome point. Um, my friend Sloan works in the Career Center and she loves it. Well, I think that's really everything. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on. And um, we really appreciate you sharing all the resources that the Career Center has to offer and you know, talking to us about internships, careers, all of that. Everybody, make sure to follow us on Instagram at zip.of dot success and we'll see you next week.